here with us. Brother Nathan, God bless you. Glad to have Brother Nathan Bright and his wife visiting with us tonight. <clears throat> God bless each of you that are here. It's a privilege for us to be together in the Amen. house of God. Yes, Acts chapter 1, verse 9. So the Lord Jesus has been raised now for 40 days. There's been different Rumors, as most people would call them. Different people are being seen in Jerusalem around the different places. They're saying it's Abraham. They're saying that it's Moses and some saying it's Daniel. And some of them were saying that they saw Jeremiah and Ezekiel. So you can imagine it was a lot of rumors going on. So the disciples are fixing to experience a great supernatural thing. Acts chapter 1 verse 9, And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into the heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall also come again, come rather, in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Now, I want you to notice now this voice does not tell them they will see him come back. Listen carefully now. Which is taken up from you to heaven shall come in like manner. Didn't say, now look, as y'all have seen him going away, y'all going to see him come back because they ain't going to see him come back. We are, but they're coming with him. Them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him when he comes. So Peter, James, John, Bartholomew, Matthew, you know, Matthias, all those brothers that were standing there are not going to be alive on the earth in the sense like we are, but they're going to be coming back with him in their theophanies. So the angel don't say, look, you've seen him go away and you're going to see him come back. That's not what he said. But he did, did say this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So I wonder if you'd ever convince these brothers that what took place in 1963 was what they saw go away. Now think about it. 
So for some of our brothers today that are saying the second coming's already happened. And that actually the mercy is off the mercy seat. There's no more blood. And that the bride is the seventh seal. Where would you get all that at? You sure don't get it from the Bible. And you sure don't get it from the prophet. I figure there's only one other place left. Now you'd figure if some man who preached the seven seals would surely God would tell him if the bride was the seventh seal or not, wouldn't you? So if you're standing here, you're seeing a man go away, and then this angel tells you, now if y'all have seen him go away, he's going to come again in like manner. So then what happens in 63 is a cloud, but no man. I mean, I, I know I'm not very smart, but I know I'm more, I'm puffy here and there. But I'm not a wisping cloud. They didn't see a cloud, Jesus. They saw a glorified Jesus. I'm old-fashioned, I know. I'm of the old school. I'm still looking for him to come back. How many is looking for him to come back? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for people who still believe what you said. We're so grateful, Father, that the promises that you've made to us are immutable. They're unchangeable. Father, you allocated your word right down to the very end time. It does not need to be tampered with. It does not need to be altered. It needs to be believed and preached and obeyed just like it was written. We don't need another messenger to come and and to reinterpret what Brother Branham already said. We just need people to say what he said and live what he said. And then we'll be ready to go where he said we was going to go. Help us tonight, I pray, Father, as we look into your promises. Help us, Lord Jesus, that we can be ready for that great hour that lays before us. In the name of Jesus Christ. And the saints said, God bless you. You may be seated. So the angels did not tell them now, you know, this, this Jesus which you've seen go away will actually come again in the form of theophany, which might be seen and it might not be seen. Or they did not say that this Jesus will actually appear in a pillar of fire, but he will not be a human. What they saw leave was a glorified human body. It was a theophany, but a theophany in a body. Now, they did not see just a spirit. Right. The disciples thought he was a spirit. So he said, do you have anything to eat? So he's going to take care of that real quick. Eat something. So he was not a spirit. He was more than a theophany. He was not a cloud, but veiled by a cloud. What was he? A man. Right. Glorified human body. Well, praise the Lord, Zach. Now, this is what the early church saw. This is what they believed. And this is what they taught. 
Now, Brother Ram tells us that when the resurrection takes place, that those saints of God down through the ages and every uh, succession of those ages, this is what they taught. They went down in the grave believing that, their bodies and their soul they went into that blessed place prepared for the saints of God and when the resurrection comes they will raise up with the same expectation they had when they went down so they will not be looking for a cloud Jesus they'll not be looking for a spirit Jesus they'll be looking for a Jesus in a glorified human body that they can touch and worship. Amen. Now, he only will appear to those who are looking for him. So if we as message people get to a place that we don't look for him, guess what? When he comes, you'll never know it anyway. Oh my, praise the Lord. Now, so the angels want these uh, humans to be able to not only believe it themselves, but pass it down to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation, on down, on down, on down for 2,000 years. That this is a positive command from an angelic being from the presence of God. That they are to believe in a literal, visible appearing and coming of the Lord Jesus. Now we know there is a great difference between an appearing and a coming. And we know that there is a perusia, or the Greek word parousia, which is an appearing of the Lord. And there is also a phanereo, which is an appearing. Now one is that which is invisible, which does not strike the eye. And another is a visible manifestation. Now whenever the translators went to translate the King James Version, they would use some of the same word. Come, comes, coming. And they would say it all as if it was the same. So when people say, well, the coming of the Lord, they say, well, it's all one event. It's not one thing at all. Sometimes it's an invisible appearing. Other times it is the parousia. It is other times the phanereo, which is the visible, tangible, literal, material, cosmic-like atoms, all that type of a body. But yet the English word, it would lead to believe that it's one thing. It's not one, but it's many. Now, notice this in the rapture when Brother Brandon preaches it in, in paragraph 32. And I find this so amazing because here this is now right up to the, one of the last sermons that he preaches. It's two years, almost three years after the seals has opened. Now, if anyone should be able to tell us that the rapture is already in the past, it should be this man. Since he was standing there in Arizona when the angels came, he was standing there on Finger Rock. He was standing there when the tops of the trees was cut off. How many of y'all have ever been there in Sabino Canyon, those other places some of you have? Those trees are still cut off. They're still gone. The tops of them are gone. You can see where they was removed. And the others that was there, the evidence where the angels come down are still there. It's been all these years. So you'd think the very man that these things happened to would truly know if the rapture was a past event. So why is it that he's preaching it 
as if so it's a future event. Praise the Lord. Now watch this in paragraph 32. He said, now we are warned as in the doctrine of this in the last days will be scorned out. Now what he's talking about is the rapture and the coming of the Lord. Now I read this quote years and years ago and of course my mind would go back to the different surveys and poll surveys that I'd read and Brother Randy quoted them himself to where that many of the Protestant and the Catholic people as well did not even believe in the physical return of the Lord Jesus. I read one just recently again but Brother Terry I, I never thought that that same thing would ever come in our own ranks to whether there would be people and preachers inside the message of the hour that now fit into the denominational basically understanding that they don't even believe the Lord Jesus is coming back either. I think that's awful. I said I think that's awful. So we actually have message preachers that are forbidding their people to sing songs about Jesus coming back. So here Brother Branham said in 1965, of course, the message people, is what we call message people, was not actually scorning the coming of the Lord. But it was denominational people. But now some of the message people have got under the spirit of the denominations and now they are scorning the coming of the Lord. They're making fun of preachers like myself and other brothers who are here and other brothers around the world who still are looking for the coming of the Lord Jesus and they're calling us the older generation. And they are the now the younger generation that is going to take the people in. I agree, they're going to take them in to a big mess. They're not taking them into the truth though. Well, praise the Lord. So I'm of the older generation because I believe that we will see a literal Lord Jesus. That's right. And I don't say that I'm not older. I realize I am older. But I also am identified with my brothers, which are much older than I was, of course. I'm talking about Paul and Peter and John and Luther and Wesley and Brother Bradham. Amen. Amen. Now notice in how he brings this up. He says that it was to be scoffed at in the last days. He said that's just a minute in Second Peter the third chapter. Let's read it just a moment on this verse. Now notice then. Let's read what he what he's going to read here in Second Peter three three. Knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of his coming. So all of those, whether they are message people or whether they're denominational people or whether premillennialists as Catholicism is, and they don't even preach the coming of the Lord Jesus anyway because the church is here in his place. Well, you find many of these brethren that are preaching what they're preaching is basically a reformed Catholicism inside the message that they are now the modern day message Catholics. Because Jesus don't need to come back because they are the mercy seat. And the blood is off the mercy seat now and the bride is the mercy seat. Well, praise God, saints. Amen. 
Notice where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. So now you will agree with me then that this is prophecy that the rapture, the coming of the Lord, the change, whatever term you wish to call it, is going to be scoffed at in the last days, last 2,000 years. So it has been, of course, and it's come and gone for many years. But now we see a resurging of this. Now this has been around for a long, long time and is preached 35, 40 years ago by different ones. But others are now uh, coming back with it again as if though it's something new. It's not new at all. It's been around for a long, long time. Paul talked about those in the New Testament and they were preaching that the resurrection was already passed and according to what Paul said, they overthrew the faith of some. Well, why? Well, no doubt they heard about Matthew 27, 53, that there had been people raised from the dead. So they took those natural things and said, look here. Why, so-and-so seen them and so-and-so and so-and-so. People have already been raised from the dead, so the resurrection's already passed. Well, praise the Lord. They can say, well, so-and-so said, look here, Paul even talks about it. And Luke talked about how that they was there. So you know what? They've already raised from the dead. Was they telling the truth? A little bit of it, yeah. They were telling a portion of the truth. But the same man, Paul, who wrote about that also wrote that there was one in the future to be. Do I believe that Jesus Christ has made an appearing in this last day as son of man with all of my heart? Do I believe Jesus Christ has visibly returned in a corporal body and the saints have raised from the dead and the dead and Christ has raised first? I'm sorry, I do not. Do I believe we're in the millennium? I'm about to get sick if we are. If this is all the millennium's got to offer, anybody got a 44 mag you can spare? Come on, saints. You ain't going to convince me we're in no millennium. Amen. We just got through winter. We're still having sick folks. We're having diseases. We're having all kinds of trouble everywhere. According to what we've been looking at in the word of God, when the millennium transpires, hallelujah, the devil will be bound with a chain of circumstance. It will be a thousand years of peace. You and I do good to get an hour at a time in the age we're living in. Amen. Now, let's look at what we identify in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51, as the change. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now, that's the dead and the living. So the living, of course, will be here and their bodies will be changed. And then those that are already gone, they will come with Jesus. Now, remember, his feet will never touch the earth. They will come with Jesus, but it will be their theophanies that will be released from the sixth dimension. If you have died, therefore, if you have died, entered into the theophany, what happens? You bring the theophany to the earth to meet the redeemed body. And if you are here, you take the body to meet the theophany, and we will meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be the Lord. Who is Melchizedek, right? Now, notice Paul says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment. And the twinkling of an eye. So if this happened in 1963, what moment was it? When the angels come? Or when he preached the first seal? Second seal? Third? Now it couldn't have been all, all nights. 
This is one moment. So was it, was it a breach of seven seal? When he finished that? Was that when the moment was? Where was the dead? Did the graves empty out? Where was the dead seen? Now according to what the word said, there's going to be a resurrection. And they will appear on the earth. In a moment. Now look at this Greek word, atomos, that cannot be cut in two or divided, indivisible. So this is a lapse or a measure of time that is so small and so fast that you can't cut it in two, you can't quarter it, you can't half it, you can't third it, you have to experience it. <laughs> so all that Paul said, now he consummated up. All now, of course the Bible condenses this truth, we know that. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. You understand what all he covered when he said that? We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Around the earth, this will be happening in a moment of time. It will not take hours, it will not take days, it will not take months, but all over the earth, it will happen that the dead in Christ will be rising, the living will be getting their body changed all over the earth, in an increment of time so small that it cannot be divided. Oh my. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye. Amen. At the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Explain to me why we're wearing glasses, Harry. Have you not been changed? Now, I've noticed you, brother, you're getting more gray hair. And you're getting a little thinner on the top. Praise the Lord. Some of y'all have put on a few pounds in the last few years. Some of y'all is getting more wrinkles here in your face. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How, how come now if the Lord has come and the saints is here? What are y'all doing hanging around in these old prison houses? Well, the bottom line is the second coming in happens. Quite simple. Notice now. The dead shall be raised incorruptible. Oh my. In a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, the last trump for the trumpet shall sound. And the word last here is a word denoting that it is the consummation or close of things. It will end the economy of this Gentile world. So it will be connected with the last state of a sequence of events. So the last trump was a trumpet was given, of course, to gather together together or the summation of an assembly of people. Notice Exodus 19.16 and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mouth and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud. Oh my. So here God now has come down on the mountain and the trumpet got louder and louder and louder. It must have been really really loud. So that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Not just because 
because of the trumpet, but because how loud it was. Notice Exodus 20 and 18. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. When the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. So what is the trumpet then? A trumpet sounds for the gathering together of the people. Psalms 81.3, blow up the trumpet in the new moon in the time appointed on your solemn feast day. So the last trump will actually be the gathering together of the elect, which is those who are dead and also those who are alive. And guess what? It ain't happened yet. Well, how do you know, Brother Donnie? Because I'm still here. Now, look, I got hope all the rest of y'all is gone, but I got faith I know I am. Y'all got to have that same faith for yourself. Praise the Lord. If ain't nobody here going, you say, well, Brother Donnie, I hate to tell you about it, but I'm not sure about you, but I know I'm going. Or you say, I, I believe you are. No, that's not what it takes. Believing I'm going is not going to get you in. Believing your sins have been annihilated. Believing your nature has been changed by the power of God. That's where you want to stand. Notice Isaiah 18.3. All ye inhabitants of the world and dwellers on the earth, see ye when he lifteth up an inside on the mountains and when he bloweth a trumpet. Now, of course, this is the millennium. But the significance is exactly the same. The gathering together of the people. When he bloweth a trumpet, hear ye. Jeremiah 4.5. Declare ye in Judah and publish in Jerusalem and say, blow ye the trumpet in the land. Cry, gather together and say, assemble yourselves. Praise God. And let us go into the defense cities. Joel 2.15. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify fast. And call a solemn assembly. Brother Sitcher, I don't mind telling you, this is going to be one of the greatest assemblies that's ever been called. You'll imagine from two dimensions they're going to be called. Hallelujah. From two dimensions, the trumpet of God will set in motion the cycle of the resurrection, the body chain, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Zechariah 9, 14, and the Lord shall be seen over there, and his arrows shall go forth as the lightning. And the Lord God, listen, and the Lord God shall blow the trumpet and shall go with the whirlwinds of the south. Matthew 24, 31, he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing gathering the elect from heaven for? At the blowing of the trumpet. Because <laughs> some of them's in heaven and some of them's down here. Now notice, so the last trumpet is the last one in the order of the sequence of events. This has been building and building for thousands of years. And the final trumpet, the last trumpet, now we're talking about the trumpet under grace, of course, of the Gentiles. Notice Psalms 47, 5. God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. So God himself is identified with the shout, the voice, and the trumpet in the Old Testament. So it ain't no difficult thing for us to believe he can be identified with the same thing in the New. 
Now, I found this interesting whenever I was doing some studying on this. Uh, when a Roman camp was about to be broken up, whether in the middle of the night or in the day, a trumpet was sounded. The first blast meant strike tents and prepare to depart. The second meant fall into line. And when what was called the last trump. (laughs) Isn't that amazing that Paul would use something, a vernacular that was common to the Romans and identify your body changed with something why he saw a spiritual application that applied to the resurrection. Praise God. Amen. Notice this. Fall into line when what was called the last trump sounded meant march away. Praise be to God. Don't you understand that we've heard these sounds, friends? We've heard the strikes, the tents. Get ready to leave. What's the next one? Prepare. Lay aside this. Quit that. Straighten up there. Get your lives lined up with the Word of God. What's the last one? March away. Hallelujah. Be changed in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye, go to meet our Lord in the air. Praise be to God. Notice in 1 Corinthians 15, 53, for this corruptible must. Yes, sir. Oh, no. Oh, man. So much for the 1963 coming being the second coming. (laughs) This corruptible not possibly, this is not like power windows or not power windows, power antenna or not power antenna. This is a must. When this happens, you will be a young man and a young woman again. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. You imagine when he says this, and as, as if though pointing to himself when he says it. This, this that you're looking at. And this mortal must put on immortality. So for these brothers who preach this has happened, I want to see them walk through that wall. And if they don't, I'm going to call them a liar. Which is much niceness and congeniality as I can produce. Must put on the word here that he uses is actually to envelop or to put on as a garment. So you become enveloped in incorruption. You become enveloped in immortality. Oh my, to put on something else. Well, praise God. But Brother Donnie, it's a mystery. No, 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 no. No, it will not be something that's on the inside that's hidden. It will actually put it on on the outside. So if you ain't got no hair in the resurrection morning, reach up our brothers, you'll have a head full. Oh, but my way to Jesus, my teeth set a cup. He said, you won't need them. I got your original ones there in your mouth. Woo! Praise God. Lord, I need my glasses. He said, no, not in the resurrection you won't. Lord, I need my blood pressure pill. Not in the resurrection you won't. Oh, I need my heart pill. Not in the resurrection you won't. Your body will be enveloped in immortality. Amen. 
Whew. I love the meaning of this word here. It's clothed with or invested with a body, endued, furnished with, equivalent to immortal. <laughs> Incorruptible. Now notice he says in verse 54, so when the, this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Can you imagine this not being fulfilled? When he got up, oh, Abram, he got out of the grave, didn't he? Say, this is fulfilled now. No, it's left for his bride. Friends, this is how important our resurrection, our rapture is. This is not just a little ideology. This is a promise of Almighty God. His victory being complete is you in a new body. If we're not getting no new body, if this is it, I'll tell you one thing, then Calvary is an absolute flop. I love the word here that Paul uses when he says, death is swallowed up in victory. It means to drink down, to swallow down, to absorb, to overwhelm, to drown, to destroy, then remove. Hello, death. Except I'll be quicker than that in the body change. Now you tell me, where is it? What? Swallowed up. Swallowed up. Glory to God. So you get up tired, you roll out of the bed, and man, alive another day. Whoo. Let's see, my blood pressure, my kidney peel, my liver peel, my pancreas peel, my diverticulitis peel, my gout peel, I mean gout peel, and my grouchy peel. And I've got all these pills here to take and say, Lord, where's my, where's my box? Where's my box at? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Them things is really handy if you can ever remember what day of the week it is. Man, it's really nice when you got them MOs and TUs and WEs and all that. You have to look on your smartphone to see what day of the week it is so you know which one to take. But can you imagine, Brother Terry, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, praise God, death working in these mortal bodies, and all of a sudden, we see appear before us our loved ones, and the Spirit of God comes all over the earth, from the darkest parts of Africa, up through Asia, all around the world, to the North Pole, to the South, and winds up down here in Kentucky on a bunch of hillbillies in Tennessee, and Indiana, and the power of God comes on the earth at the same time, the same moment you're having a body change saints over in Finland are having one too amen and death will be swallowed up in victory what is his victory your new body praise be to God death is swallowed up in victory 
Can't you see them? Can't you see them? They're laying on the floor, squirming around all over everywhere. They're standing up on their tails, and they're hissing, and they're fighting. And all of a sudden, Moses, the serpent, reaches over and... Excuse me. Jenny's down. One thing got a bad taste to him. Jenny's down. His serpent swallowed theirs. Brother Ben said, Did you ever wonder where, where those serpents was? He said, Mo- Moses was carrying them around in his rod. Can you imagine the Spirit of God will come on your bones and you're taking calcium for your bones and you're taking potassium for this and this for that and all of a sudden the Spirit of God just comes right on you and your body absorbs death. Your body just swallows death. Immortality in your soul pulls it right in and them bones are transformed. Hallelujah. Your toenails and your toes and all the things there on the inside. Praise God. They are changed in a moment. And the devil said, whoa. Did you see that? (laughs) Then shall be brought to pass the saying, death. Lord, why not wait till the end? Why not wait till I get the millennium? Why would you want to say that at your bride's rapture? He kept this victory for his church. I wonder how many times he walked by the gate beautiful and saw that man sitting there when he was here. And he said, I'm going to leave that one for the boys. <laughs> No doubt how many folks that was right there in Jerusalem in the local area where he preached and he skirted around this way and missed that one, missed that one, missed that one. Why? His church is going to carry on his work. Part of his work was defeating death. He did it personally and brought the keys back. Every one of you's got a key right now in your baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise be to God. You've got a key on the inside of you by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And all it's doing is waiting for the right time. And at the right time, your baptism of the Holy Ghost will slide it right in the lock of eternal life. And it'll simply turn it and your genes will be transformed. Your hair, your eyes, your sinew, your muscles, your bones. Praise God. Notice in verse 55, Paul says when this happens, then they'll say, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? But I guess, of course, if he's already come, Worry it now? How's it feel? How, terrible, Brother Jerry? Thank you, Brother Jerry. 
terrible. <laughs> I guess Brother Jerry's wondering if he's supposed to have a glorified body, what he's doing in the VA hospital, huh, buddy? I guess he's wondering what he's doing with that vest on here tonight in case his heart stops so he can kind of shock him again. But my brother, sister, when this arrives, we won't be wondering no more. Oh, death, where is that thing? Again, Brother Chay, why? Why would he allow this to be fulfilled at his second coming? And yet, friends, look, we're burying our loved ones. Why? This has not happened yet. But it's going to. First Thessalonians 4.13. Brethren, now notice now. Your majesty writes to the saints of God. Now this is what the children of God believed in the first century. This is a doctrine that's going to be handed down for millennium. The brothers and sisters that were eaten by the lions. Those that were cut apart. Those that were mutilated, those that Nero would have them wrapped while they were alive in sheep's garments and then have them to pour pitch all over that wool and light them as a human torch so he would be able to walk through his gardens in Rome at night while your brothers and sisters' body was being baked inside that sheepskin dipped in pitch. What was their hope? The resurrection. Longing for a day when they would come back again and not be burned. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we do, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. So which one is it? Jesus or God? Same thing. Them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. The Greek word is ago, bring, to lead, to take with one, hence to lead as a general. <laughs> Woo! Praise be to God. What is it? The general resurrection. Amen. The general. He is the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. And the general resurrection is here leading the rest of the resurrection into a body change. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Forgive me for getting excited. I still get excited about the coming of the Lord. Oh, some of y'all get excited about soccer and some of you get excited about basketball and some of you get excited about football and some of you get excited about Christmas. I'm excited about the coming of the Lord. For this we say unto you by what? So any doctrine contrary to this is false. 
this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice. Look at this Greek word. P-H-O-N-E. This is the original iPhone. It's the I am phone. Now you droid folks, I'm sorry, but y'all were. <laughs> Actually in the Greek it's pronounced phone. But in the, the way we English speaker would use it is the voice is the phone. But you gotta be in the right family, of course. You know, you can do direct texting, you can do messaging, you can do all kinds of things if you're in the family. <laughs> so all this is is just magnify and say it's a text from heaven. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a text. <laughs> Amen. With the voice of the archangel, sound. Be noised abroad. The sound of uttered words. A language or tongue. Well, but Brother Donnie, now, Brother, you're, you're blind, Emma. Well, help me. You, you just don't understand. You're one of them old guys. Well, I understand that part. <laughs> Not for long. That's right. But notice victory day after the seals is preached. A great victory is coming just right soon, right around the corner. Our complete V-Day will be soon. Wow, I mean... You know what? What gets me is that the Lord had already come. The resurrection had happened. The theophanies had already took place. And it was such a mystery. Brother Ram didn't even know it. Now, buddy, that's a mystery. I thought the seventh angel was sent to kind of gather up all them things. Well, if he didn't know it, there ain't no way I'm going to figure it out. complete V-Day will be soon when the Son of God shall break the skies and scream with the voice of the archangel and he shall come again. And Happy Valley said, and the grave shall open and the dead shall walk up. Poor Brother Brad. It's so sad, ain't it? The coming of the Lord, he missed it. Wow. I mean, that is really sad. I honestly don't know why God even sent Brother Branham, really. He should have sent these other guys, which straightened Brother Branham out first. It'd been a lot easier on Brother Branham. 
I mean, Brother Ram just go to heaven, you know, just preaching the Baptist church or whatever more. I mean, God won all of that trouble. I have to beat the fire of the man and whooped him all of his life, you know, and see him through all this trouble. And then bring all this message to the nephew and all the rest. He's got to straighten it out. Boy, it's hot in here, right? Man. Notice again, Victory Day, paragraph 333. Single your focus on Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, oh no. Someday with your eye, single looking, he will come from the sky with a shout. And the voice of the archangel, the dead in Christ shall rise. And these mortal bodies will take on immortality and will go to be with him forever. Oh, brother Donnie, I see your problem. Well, I'm so glad. I see what it is. You're looking for quotes where Brother Branham says that it's already happened. That would help. Yeah, that, that would definitely set me astray. Okay, that would just, if, if he says we're not looking for it, uh, that he's already come, that's, that's all I need. Okay, I'm not hard to get along with. Oh, but you see, brother, he didn't actually say it. Oh. It's hid between the lines. I got you. I'll tell you one thing. I figure I'd be a pretty good preacher and a pretty good pastor if I can get these folks to live the lines. But it's less what's between them. I have heard, but now I see. Dear God, in this solemn moment, it's going to be a time like this when there'll really be a clap of thunder someday. And the Son of God shall descend from the heavens with a shout. And the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise. 11-27-65 evening service in Shreveport. And your brother Branham is two years after supposedly the second coming. And he's still looking for it. Poor guy. I mean, are, are we following the wrong man? Oh, we found the wrong message? I mean. The rapture, paragraph 152. The shout. A messenger getting the people ready. The second is the voice of the resurrection. The same voice, a loud voice in St. John eleven thirty-eight to 44 that called Lazarus from the grave. Getting the bride together. And then the resurrection of the dead seem to be caught up. Now watch these three things that take place. Therefore the message calls the bride together. See the shout. And the trumpet, the same one, he with a loud voice, screamed out with that shout and voice and woke Lazarus. Glory to God. He cried with a loud voice. With a loud voice. He cried, Lazarus, come forth. And the voice wakes up the sleeping bride, the sleeping dead. Well, if it's already took place, they should then be up. As a matter of fact, since 1963, if that's when it happened. But why didn't you all see none? Most of y'all wouldn't even say. Probably some of you was. 
I wasn't. How many more? Many of you more. Wasn't even saved. You wasn't even going to church. You wasn't even no part of God. Well, look, you're about your grandma saying any dead? What about your grandpa? Now look, we got to make this run true or we're found false witnesses. And we can take a quote here and spice it with one there and put it with one here. And if we're not careful, we'll come up with doctrine that is so far from the scripture it becomes an abomination in the eyes of God. Whew. And the trumpet, with the sound of a trumpet, what does it do? A trumpet always called Israel to the feast of the trumpets. Which was a Pentecostal feast? The great feast in the... Oh, but you see, if you spiritualize it, then you say, well, Jesus come in 1963, and the people raised up. We just didn't see them, and uh, it's, it's all moved together like that, and, and we're at the marriage supper right now. Well, the problem is that one little three-letter word, sky. I mean, unless y'all change the name of the church here to sky. Are we feasting? We are. But this is not the sky feast. This is what's getting ready for the sky feast. <laughs> oh my, notice. A trumpet denounced a calling together. Come to the feast. That is the Lamb's Supper in the sky. Watch in the Old Testament, them Old Testament saints, how when the rapture first taken place. Notice verse, verse 50. His loud voice awakened the Old Testament saints. Just exactly like the loud voice waking Lazarus. The loud voice, hear Jesus on the cross and he screamed out with a loud voice. And when he did, set the cycle in motion for the dead to raise. And the second is fulfilled in 2 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Let's take a read of it. Oh, we said we read it a few minutes ago. I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concern them which are asleep. That's 1 Thessalonians 4, 12 to 18. That will be the second. Oh, here we go again. Here, somebody hold my hanky. I'm going to cry. Brother Branham is still looking for Jesus to come. It's heartbreaking. The greatest prophet that's ever been on the earth. The greatest event. The coming of the Lord. And Brother Branham's about ready to go. And he still don't know it. Are you an idiot? Are you an imbecile? Are you out of your mind? That you think with your canary brain you know more than a vindicated prophet of God about the order of a resurrection? Whew, boy, it's getting hotter in here, ain't it? Whew. Listen to me, friends. Here is a prophet of God. In just a few days, he'll be in the sixth dimension. Preaching what? The rapture. The order of events that the bride's to look for. He knows. He knows. He can see his end. He knows things are transpiring. What's God? God, what have you got on your heart about the rapture? What have you got on your heart? Say it, God. Say it. He did. Praise God. Notice this. That will be. 
will be the catching away of the bride. He didn't say was or has been. He's still saying what will be. Call me dumb, fine. Call me old generation, fine. I'm saying what he said. Well, praise the Lord. The second rapture will be the catching away of the bride. And the bride said... The Old Testament saints ascended up as his loud voice when he screamed and gave up the ghost. When he died and yielded up the ghost, he screamed with a loud voice. And the Old Testament saints awoke. Now you imagine they're down in paradise as we looked at a few weeks ago. Their souls is down there in Eden, or in Eden, paradise, pleasure, waiting for the coming of the blood, the sinless one. What heard his voice? What woke dust bodies? Abraham wasn't asleep. Ezekiel wasn't asleep. He answered the door. But something heard his voice and woke up. Potash, petroleum, calcium, cosmic lights. He screamed with a loud voice and the Old Testament saints awoke. Watch that shout in the voice over here. The same thing at his coming. See, yielded up the ghost and when he did, the sacrifice was perfect and paradise emptied out. And the Old Testament saints come to the earth again, walked around on earth and entered in with him at his rapture. My brother, sister, this is what's fixing to happen again. The dead in Christ is going to rise first and we, those of us that are alive, are going to be changed and we are going to enter in with him again. Amen. Amen. But this time it will be the second rapture, glory to God, of the New Testament, the going home of the bride to the wedding supper in the sky. Again, 175, and Jesus a conqueror led captivity captive them and they had believed on him and the word had come to them there the Old Testament saints laying on there waiting he led captivity captive ascended on high took the Old Testament saints and went in there is one rapture already passed the next rapture takes place in 2 Thessalonians for the church the bride to be resurrected to be raptured not has been, not fulfilled, not already over. Oh, praise God. We which are alive and remain that these bodies left on the earth will not prevent or hinder them which are asleep. For the trumpet of God shall sound first, the dead in Christ shall rise. And we, notice, we shall, will, in the future. He's quoting this in the same tense that Paul quoted it. But we're living in a generation where it will be quoted in the future. For the last time one day. Do you realize tonight while we're sitting in this service could be the last time this will ever be quoted. For the future. The next time it'll be present. One day it'll come. It may be come tonight. It may come next weekend. It may come a thousand years from now. But one day it will be quoted in this tense for the last time. And then no doubt somebody will say this day, this scripture is fulfilled. Praise God. Then we which are alive and 
remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, rebuke one another. When you hear somebody still looking for the coming of Jesus, rebuke them and shame them. Wherefore, comfort one another. Look, friends, the only hope we got left is the coming of the Lord. Don't you understand what the devil's trying to do? He's trying to come right among us and take from us, Brother Dow, the only hope we have left. You ain't getting my hope. You ain't getting my Jesus neither. Can I go on? Thank you. Notice again. Look at the dates if you'd like. 731-63. There's no other thing left, my Christian friend. But the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the only hope. The church has. Again, question answers. We're just to wait on the coming of the Lord. Notice, 823-64. Just wait. Keep your lambs trimmed. All full of oil. Pray up every hour. Not every day. Every hour. Just keep ready. Oh my, be ready. Be sweet. Watching. Oh, we're watching for the coming of that glad millennial day, which has already passed away, according to some of what people say. But not according to what Brother Bram says. And Donnie's going to say what Brother Bram says. Are y'all going to say what Brother Bram says? Oh, we're watching for the coming of that glad millennial day. When our blessed Lord shall come and... Oh, I better bleep, bleep. When our blessed Lord shall bleep, 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 bleep. You ain't shaming me. I said, you ain't shaming me. This is what God's prophet believed. This is what Paul believed. This is what Peter believed. This is what my brothers went into the arena of Rome and they believed. To catch his waiting by the way, oh, my heart is filled with rapture as I labor, watch, and pray for our Lord is coming back to earth again. That's it. That's the hope of the church this hour. Praise be to God. Let me close. Three kinds of believers. 11.24.63, paragraph 97. That's the reason I do believe that when the bride is called out and elected, set in the book of life, there will come a sound from heaven that will take such a baptism of the Holy Spirit into that bride. It'll take her from the earth in a rapturing grace. That's what I'm longing for, brother. God promised it. Don't care how many sites, how many astronauts they signed up and everything else, how many million miles they can see. I don't care nothing about it. Listen now. There is a heaven. There is a literal Jesus Christ there that will come in a body form to receive his church to himself. No matter how old 
though the story seems it's still the truth, God said so. That's what believers believe. That's what believers believe. That's what believers believe. Well, I don't believe that. Well, you're the one that identified you're not a believer then. Shalom and Phoenix. Let me read one more to you. Every word that he promised will be vindicated. Everyone, if he's able to do it today after promising it 2,000 years ago, if it's 100,000 years, Jesus will return to the earth in a visible body for a church, a redeemed bride, and take her out of here. He ain't going to leave you here, children. Praise God. Regardless of what comes, what goes, fashion, go on. People can wait on in total darkness and believe anything they want to believe. And they sure are. But Jesus Christ will return again. Friends, the world is groping in insanity. Our politicians are insane. You hear some of the stuff they're saying. I mean, you read it every day. Isn't it absolutely amazing? You look at it and see, we've had, never had as many women in Congress, in Senate. And look who's causing so much of the trouble in the last few months. Look who's the most outspoken that's causing every day in the news. Who is it? Women. Why? They're not supposed to be in Congress. They're supposed to be making pots. Chicken and dumplings, pinto beans, fried onions, maters. Well, praise the Lord. Ain't got no business sitting there in Congress. Who's causing all the ruckus? Women. Look where we are, friend. Look at the church age button. See what the prophet said about socialist Democrats. You pick it up and read in the church age book. It's like prophecy for the day we're living in. Social this, social that. And 54% of the college kids in America think we ought to go socialist. The problem of it is when many of them was asked what socialists meant, they wasn't even sure. They couldn't explain it. So that's what we need to do, but you're not sure even what it is. The world's insane. I hate to say it, friends, but I'm afraid some of that insanity is filtered right over inside the message. Some of the stuff preachers is preaching. If you could hear some of the stuff that's being preached around this message, you think, we're in the world. Or some of these guys, they must be on dope. They're either that or they're alcoholics or they're drunk or they're totally insane. They ain't got no business in the pulpit. But thank God for truth-loving folks still around the world. So if you're wondering why I didn't finish that, why go, I need that last little shot right at the very end. Now death is swallowed up in victory. Oh my. Can't you see why he wants to take your hope? So if we're not looking for him to come, what hope is there? Then we become like everybody else. We try this substance, we try that one, we get a gun and blow our brains out. There's nothing to live for. 
But the Lord Jesus made this promise. If I go away, I will come again and I will receive you. Not you receiving the message. I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Why stand ye here gazing him in up into the heavens, the same Jesus ye shall go away, shall come again and like manner. No matter how old the story is, that's what believers believe. Praise God. Can I read just one more? Anything without emotion is dead. Any religion that hasn't got some emotion to it, you better bury it. It's dead. It brings emotion. He quickens us. But when we are quickened, let's remember what quickened us. What did it? The presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ in our midst. Showing himself that he's alive. Not a corporal body. When that time, that corporal body returns from heaven, time shall be no more. Brother Branham, is there still mercy or is mercy over? We see you praying for people as they come through the prayer lines. We don't believe you'd do that if it was wrong. Brother, sister, don't ever get that in your mind that mercy is over. Just go, go on. Go on. Isn't it amazing, Brother Terry, you could say it in black and white and be as plain as it can be. And yet preachers getting up preaching, it's over, it's over, it's over. Well, oh, that's really encouraging to our young people, isn't it? You know the bottom line, friends, of a lot of it? Mercy's over for everybody except they're the ones who have it. And they'll give it to you if you believe what they say. And if you don't believe what they say, they're blotting your name out of the book. But it don't work that way. So if the bride is the mercy seat, then pray tell me how is the foolish virgins coming in? Since they're not coming to us to get it. Tell me how the 144,000 is going to be saved where we're in heaven. Praise the Lord. Tell me how the heathen's going to accept the kingdom of the Messiah in the millennium under the king priest, Melchizedek, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Don't you love him? Don't you appreciate his grace? How many's looking for Jesus to come? Are you ready? And remember, he will appear the second time without sin and to salvation. But he will only come for those who's loving his appearing. Loving. Brother Bram quotes it and he says, that's living for it. Living for it. Let's bow our heads together if you would. How many would like to be remembered tonight before the Lord? You want to be ready or you want to be a part of it more than anything else in this world. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I find it so sad, Lord. Really, it just breaks my heart. To some, we have to 
still preach that preachers can still preach. And they say they believe the message. To others, we have to preach and defend your coming, which has been instituted and believed for 2,000 years. For others, we have to defend that your blood is still powerful on the throne, the mercy seat. Because some are saying the blood is over and our marriage certificate is all we need. And there is no blood on the mercy seat. Oh God, keep me straight, Lord Jesus. Keep me true, would you, Lord? Doctrines come and doctrines go and ideologies fail. But Lord Jesus, we want to fall more and more and more in love with you. For we know it was not a doctrine that died on the cross. It was not a doctrine that raised from the dead. It is not a doctrine that gave us the Holy Ghost. And it is not a doctrine that's coming back at the rapture. It is a person. The Lord Jesus. God, I hate to say it, but I'm afraid for many of our people, what causes them to go on these tangents is they've never really fell in love with you. They love the message. They love the messenger. They love to go to church. Even some of them love to preach it. They love to study it. They love to talk about it. They love to debate it. The message itself is their God. The message, that's, that's what they talk. That's why they get so excited. They talk about you, they don't get that excited. But boy, talking about the message, oh my, they just almost become erratic. Because the message itself is their God. It was not the Ten Commandments that Moses brought down that God wanted to be their God. It was the God who gave the Ten Commandments on the mountain. Lord, you're not coming for our tapes. You didn't say in St. John 14, Behold, I go away to prepare tape racks or CD racks in heaven or MP3 holders. And I'll come again and receive your tapes unto myself. Heaven ain't prepared for tapes and our Bibles. It's prepared for human beings. Lord Jesus, may we fall more in love with you than ever before. Oh, Lamb of God, help us as we sort through all the nonsense of the day. Lord, it's no wonder that your prophet quoted it so many times. It was no great thing that Luther could withstand the Catholic Church and get by with it. But hold his head above the fanaticism that followed his revival. Lord, we've seen so much. Many people here have been in here way longer than I have. Lord, I can't imagine all that they've seen. But we see it come and go and this kingdom builder after another. They come, they go, they fall. And yet we can see the pattern they fall into. It should scare men to death to not want to go that route. But yet they'll see it right before them and follow the same pattern. But God, help me. Help the brothers here at the church. Help Brother Nathan here tonight visiting with us, Lord. Other ministers around the world, you're caught. God called men. Help us, Lord, not to fall in that pattern. May we stay true to the word, Lord Jesus. No matter how old the story gets, Father, we want to keep on preaching it that way. Everyone that I buried here, Father, over 30 years, over a hundred and some people that I've buried since I've been here, God. I've preached the coming of the Lord and the rapture of the church in the same way Paul did. Brother Homer Arnold, when the resurrection takes place, he'll raise glory to God with that newness, that freshness, with the same anticipation and expectation that Paul will raise with. 
Because we believe and preach it the same way. Lord, men, women, oh God, around the world. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, may we hold fast to that promise. It is our hope, Lord. We worship you tonight, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Maybe there's needs here among us tonight. Would you mind doing me a favor just to lay your hand on the person standing by you? I know there's this flu and all this stuff that's going around. It's absolutely terrible. There's several that's been, been so afflicted with it. We want to just remember our brothers and sisters. I got an email today from Brother Eugene Kennedy. He really needs a touch from the Lord tonight as well. Brother Jewel Forney back in the hospital again. and Just some real complications. Don't know exactly what's going on with our brother. We know our God suffered stripes in his body before he ever paid the penalty of death for our sins so that we could be healed. You believe tonight? Amen. Let's just pray for these here tonight in the assembly, but also these requests. Fathers, we have our hands laid upon the other. We know the new birth does not exempt us from disease and germs that can so infect our bodies. Lord, you see this flu and stomach virus and all kinds of things, Lord, going on. And Lord, some got, got pneumonia and the flu and several different things at the same time. And Lord, for some that just had such a hard time trying to shake it, Father. But may the Spirit of God, I pray, move, Lord. We believe tonight that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, I pray your presence would come and touch the sick tonight, Father. Some couldn't even be here because they were so sick. And some missed several services, Lord, because they've not been able to be in the house of God. But we pray for them, Lord. I pray for Brother Eugene tonight, God. May you move for our brother. May you strengthen his body. Oh, Father, still holding the profession of his faith. Lord, we're asking you to move on behalf of our brother Eugene Kennedy, dear God. We ask for Brother Joel Forney tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, they just can't seem to find what his problem is. But Lord, we pray, oh, Lamb of God, would you move for our brother? Lord, if you use a doctor, that's fine with us. Lord, if you use a scan or a scope or whatever more, Lord God, we just ask you to move on behalf of our brother. May the presence of God help us. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for your queen around the world. Lord God, I know the people may wonder sometimes, what in the world is Brother Donnie striking? Why is he saying this or that or the other? But Lord, I pray if some of your children's caught up in some of this error, Lord God, set them free. Lord Jesus, some of them caught up in some of these false teachings, Lord. I pray you'd bring deliverance for them, Lord. Oh God, it ain't a time to unite with false prophets and false teachers, but it's a time to unite with the Word, Father. It's a time for us to unite with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Help us, I pray, Lord God. Fill us, Lord Jesus, with your love till we're so in love with you, Father, every fiber of our being is filled with the Holy Ghost. Grant it, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sing something for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, praise be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Yes, we do, Lord. Oh, how many can say more than you've ever needed him before? Hallelujah. We need you, Lord. Let's sing it just a little before we, we go. We need you, Lord. We need you right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. 
the best thing I've ever, ever done. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. That was the best thing I've ever, ever done. Cause in his arms I feel protected. In his arms every disconnected. Rather be falling in love with Jesus, oh, falling in love with Jesus, falling in love with Jesus was the best. in his arms I feel protected in his arms never disconnected in his arms I feel protected there's no place I'd rather rather be
is because you loved us first. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the service tonight. Thank you for your presence. Go with us now, Lord, as we part. Bring us back again this weekend if it be pleasing to you, Lord. Mindful of your children, keep us in the darkness, Lord, we pray. Go with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, saints. It's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> be a trustee meeting in my office after the service. God bless you. See you this weekend, Lord. Bye. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Oh, falling in love. Jesus. I've ever Falling in love with Jesus.